Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. But uh, as you can tell, if you're streaming us on facebook.com slash secrets of the sire, we're doing this with a little more style these days, which I'm, which I'm very happy about. Uh, our intern, Tom, our new alpha intern, because we're going to get a new one this week and last week and next week and keep getting new interns. They don't last very long. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, you know, it looks like, you know, with the banners and everything, it looks like it's a press conference. That's okay. I am joined, uh, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Hassan Godwin, who likes to go by. Uh, Lord of the Radio. <laughs> Why don't you just, you can't, I can't say my title. You have to say nah, my see, title. see, I don't want to do that. No, that's how, we, that's in the contract. Uh, no, if I, I got to be on camera, you got to say my I title. Gotta, I, I keep wondering about this contract because I'm really just bizarre. It's, it's, it's far Does reaching. Does Sam have the contract? It's like, very binding. Was I, <laughs> with the Jamesons on the uh, receipt that I put, posted online tonight? Yes. Is that where yes. the contract uh, originated from? Yes. All right. It was, a, it was a good night. It was a good session. <laughs> it was a great session. Well, uh, as you can see, if you're not seeing double, it's not Hassan's twin. Uh, it is Mr. Jeff Gomez from Starlet Runner. Good thing for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I li- and Hassan, I like that you're back with the glasses. That's that's good. That's solid. I like. Well, it. I got kind of reamed last week no, for taking the glasses you didn't. off. You got tweaked. You I got I, tweaked. It was, it was a reaming. It was gonna. It's a. It's a tweaky reaming. I'm very intimidated. <laughs> This is very true. This is very true. All right. Well, we do this every week. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture. I didn't know that. You know, all the fun stuff that you love. Uh, we're on uh, Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Patreon. So go to SoundCloud, Secrets of the Sire. Go to Facebook, Secrets of the Sire. iHeartRadio. Type in Secrets of the Sire. S-I-R-E. You can see it if you're streaming us live. iTunes, same thing. Uh, download us. Check us out. Do us all the fun stuff. So... Jeff Gomez is, is is one of our illustrious repeat guests, which yes. we love. We love. Yeah, he's like he's like a super guest, which we which uh, you know. He was here before in, I was here. This is actually very true. Yes, he was. It's very true. Uh, I think Pat Shand has the win right now with of five. Of how many repeat five visits? appearances? Yeah, five yeah, appearances. Yeah, well, Pat doesn't have friends, and so <laughs> this is true. This yeah, is true. he's busy making comics. Right. Which well, is that's why he has no friends. Is, you know. Right. So, uh, so Jeff, I think this is number three for you, this right? This is three. Exactly. This is number three. So, you know, it's it's we like to think about this like SNL, where you you know you have like the um, what is it? They had the bathrobes like Tom Hanks, uh, yeah, Alec, Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what we want. <laughs> so, uh, so this is good. Welcome. We back. have no ropes, right. though. Um, we don't give out ropes. And here's we, give, we get you your own banner. I think it's really because I'm a few stops down on the subway. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't hurt. No. <laughs> it no. does not hurt. No, it doesn't. So here's the funny thing, whole right? reason I'm on the show. <laughs> so we, we were like thinking, of, like we want to have Jeff back on the show. So hey, let's invite him, you know, first of the year. We want to get Transmedia for 2018, the Disney-Fox merger. We want yeah, some inside info on happening. that. Uh, just, you know, the year in movies. I mean, you're going to give us some great insider take, but Absolutely. that's kind of where we were running with, right? And then... And then all of a sudden, see, this is where, you know, we're on talkradio.nyc, which also has the, um, the wonderful um, uh, Conscious Consultant by Sam Leibowitz. Welcome anybody who's joining us in the Facebook feed can now actually hear us, which is fantastic. <laughs> uh, we talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture. <laughs> Way to be. Imagine that. Yeah. I had to do some of that video. All right. Do some editing Someone there. had to do it. Right? Um, <laughs> Someone's got to do it. And what Sam talks about is like the universe has a plan for everything. And tonight is no different. The universe had a plan for you coming on. Oscar nominations came out like literally yeah. yesterday. Like yeah. how awesome. And lo and behold, we got a big breakthrough when it, it came when it, when it came to the comic book movie industry. Very unusual. We had Logan nominated. Everyone loves a swan song. <laughs> That's exactly what that was. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh um. Yeah so, yeah, so Logan was nominated for uh, for Best Picture, was yeah. it? Yeah. That's substantial. Yeah. All things considered. Yeah. If, if In fact, if you go back, just to be a jerk, if you go back and watch X-Men Origins Wolverine and then realize two movies later they were going to be Academy Award status in this series, that's astonishing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's astonishing, you know? That's that's Hugh Jackman. What a what a find, you know. <laughs> like he just stepped into to to poop, basically, yeah. because he was not the first person that was uh, considered for that role. 
Um, I think it was Dory Scott who was supposed to get Doug that Ray role. Scott was okay. supposed yeah. to be yes. Wolverine. Yes. That's right. And, and he, what ends up happening? He, I don't, he dropped Mission out. Impossible. Mission Impossible. <laughs> it was a two or three. It was two, oh I my think, God. Mission Impossible 2. That's yes. just. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't. You don't want to even. Yeah. You don't want to even come out in the public again after. No, that there's movie. no. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> you gave that up to be to. You gave up Wolverine to be in Mission Impossible Two. Which you know what? No, honestly, um, little movie with Brian Singer about a comic book versus making a movie with John with, Woo. With, yeah, with John Woo and Tom Cruise. Yeah. You, you at what the you time you can't hold him responsible for that. That was a right decision at the time. Yeah. Wrong decision ultimately. In life, but isn't it amazing? Like that's because 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 um, uh, Hugh Jackman's career is going to survive even being in this circus movie. <laughs> that's not that's not doing no, so great. You're, you're allowed to have bad it's movies right. here and there, right? It's doing, like, you're it's allowed doing all right. But not, yes, but I mean, he, some people don't survive it. Hugh Jackman is going to be able to walk away from yeah. pretty much everything. No, he's and solid. He's, yeah, he's solid. He's all right. He's a Tony Award winner too. So I mean, like he can always fall back to the stage. Yeah, he's annoying. You know, <laughs> he's very annoying. We we actually have the, the the greatest show set up for you because Hassan is in the exact polar opposite mood that I'm in. Oh like, boy! I'm actually like super jovial. I'm always like that. And he's like, well, you're actually a little bit. You're a little. You're a, a step grumpy. below. You're grumpy. I could be a grumpy. Cantankerous. Hassan. No, it's good. It's good for ratings. It's good for everything. <laughs> is it? Is it really? <laughs> it's good for. That's what people tune in for. I agree. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, absolutely. I'll give. I'll make sure to. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> so absolutely. let's let's jump onto what makes Logan such a big accomplishment, right? Uh, Logan's best screenplay, best adapted screen, best adapted screenplay, which mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. was good. I guess Old Man Logan. I guess. Which is funny because Old Man Logan is not acknowledged, as I understand it, right. in the credits. Right. The post-apocalyptic wow. Western is loosely based on the Old Man Logan comic book series, hence the adapted designation, and envisions a world in which no new mutants are born, and Logan, a.k.a. Wolverine, is a scarred hero and a relic of the past. Hmm. Uh, the key to this thing is usually, you know, and we'll go through those films as well, too, usually we're relegated to the, hey, nice special effects. Hey, good, like, nice pretty bells and whistles to a movie. This one actually acknowledged the script to a movie in a mainstream Marvel Yes. Character, yeah, Mr. Gomez. I'll, I'll start with you. Does this signify a turning point? Well, um, uh, because my background is in the industry, uh, I, I want to point out a few nuts and bolts here. Um, we're in in uh, what will be um, uh, in the future uh, dubbed as late stage Fox Studios releases. These okay. are the final ones. Uh, uh, of of relevance to this audience um, before Disney just takes it over and absorbs it. And um, and what happened is that I think there were a few sets of filmmakers who were very frustrated by the production process of these giant mega X-Men movies, yeah. which were not resulting in emotional resonance. These movies were not selling action figures. They, they were not... Uh, uh, cultivating uh, a close relationship yeah. with its audience, and um, and and this was frustrating for a number of filmmakers who loved these characters, uh, including Hugh Jackman himself. Mm-hmm. So the object of the game with Fox is all down to accounting. If you keep the budget below a certain number, well, you can kind of do what you feel like doing instead of what we tell you to do. Sure. Right. And that's where you got Deadpool, and that's where you got Logan. I'll go with you first next time, Hassan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been, been a lot quicker. <laughs> Man, movie sucks. Oh, I, I was going to say it's a tough follow. <laughs> Way to insult our esteemed third. Mine would have been much quicker. Time, yes. My, it wouldn't have been half as cerebral. It would have been like, it been like nah, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's why I come here to get kicked around. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> yes, basically. I, uh, it's really all I have to offer. Jeff's like, what do you guys got going on? I'm like, kicked around? Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. Just an hour. We need somebody to Just fill that yeah. time. We haven't, well, we haven't kicked Have at it, ages. Hassan. I want to hear your perspective. Actually, no, I, I agree with you 100%. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the film. Um, I just didn't. I, I just didn't know where to put it. In the in the, did you think it was Oscar worthy? Because you know what, 
And this is this is something. Gladiator was Oscar worthy. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Braveheart was Oscar worthy. Why not? Why not Logan? Yeah, it's in the same kind of caliber of that. It's got the same kind of. It's got that same kind of heart to it. Where, sure. You know, your hero gives his absolute all, and you know, ends up you know uh, giving his last you know for whatever cause that he's. You know, spoiler. For whatever cause that he's, uh, <laughs> Except that he's Canada. championing. Whatever it is, Canada, you know, is like a safe haven in this movie. <laughs> and, and I don't know why. Way, guys, I'm not sure. Um, one of the things that I think the, the film does Canadian. deserve uh, a credit for is the fact that there is a deep emotional resonance uh, to, to the film. Um, uh, particularly, I mean, a lot of people say, well, why wasn't Wonder Woman nominated? And, and, Don't and get so ahead forth. of us. Well, oh, we're going to go um, through snubs th- in there a little is, bit. There is a, um, there's a, a potency, I think, to uh, uh, Wolverine at, at, combined with the kind of artfulness that, that elevated it and, and made uh, um, uh, Academy members, voters, right, right. Uh, actually say, you know what, this actually moved me. And that doesn't yeah. happen uh, very frequently yeah. in this genre. I, you know, and here's the thing, too, That's right? And I, I'll go back to, to why I think this should be Oscar-worthy in the sense. It is really a grounded film. I mean, mutants are the backdrop, and it's, and it's the thing that moves things along. But you have a movie like Get Out, right? I mean, mm. Get Out's a horror movie, right? But that got nominated for Best Picture. That got nominated for Best Director. Don't get me wrong. Has a, I'm not comparing the two in terms of the social consciousness, in terms of the, in terms of the looking at like today's society and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But in a sense, I could go in and I can watch Logan not need to know anything about X-Men, not need to know anything about Wolverine, not need to know anything about it. You just see... A, a protagonist who is older, who has been through a lot, who has seen everything, going through a crisis of some kind. And, and there's a lot of moving performances. I think Patrick Stewart really shines in the movie. Um, so, so to me, I wasn't shocked by that. Now, it's right. funny. You mentioned the Wonder Woman hmm. uh, not being part of anything. We had you in here. Uh, uh-huh. About a year ago, well, maybe a little less than that, and we were talking about the Wonder Woman movie, and everything you actually said, very spot on about the script, because at that point it was still just the script, we didn't right. see the finished product, uh, suffers in the third act, kind of goes off into this uh, Greek god, you know, area, and kind of loses us a little bit. Um, I got juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. the thing. So I look at Wonder Woman and go, no, that was a good popcorn movie. You know, I mean, women are taking that as like this, you know, feminist iconic, you know, moment. And I'm looking at it from a superhero perspective going, it's a very good superhero movie. Right. I mean, Hassan, what do you uh, any any quarrels in terms of Wonder Woman not getting nominated for anything in terms of screenplay? I mean, people really took to that movie, but I think we're all on the same page. It deserves to to be uh, nominated. Well, well, it 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 uh, cultural significance. If there was a category Tremendous. for that. And that, and that it's yeah. worth it for that. Right. Uh, but it doesn't quite stick the landing. And, and no. And a little bit more. Right. It Agreed. was, it didn't have a, it didn't have significant emotional resonance throughout, you know, all the way through. And for, unfortunately, being a cultural icon for a much, uh, uh, a much neglected uh, demographic is not reason enough to, uh, you know, attribute an Academy Award to it. But I mean, that stuff will change, hopefully. Let, let's talk a little bit about uh, more about uh, some of the logistics of the Academy. Uh, I, I'm a member of the Academy. Oh, we? Which we will do. Okay. <laughs> when we come back. But before we come back, when we come back. There was, you know, cultural well, significance. We come back when we come back. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm ad libbing. Uh, just, just go with it. Just, just have faith in me. Uh, one movie that did get nominated for an Academy Award. Very polarizing, indeed. When we come back. <laughs> You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way. 
on talkradio.nyc. do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! What's that? (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. Now in theaters, Beauty and the Beast is out, and there's big, big controversy with two because of the supposed gay relationship that that takes place. You know, and I thought the the real controversy would be about the bestiality. (laughs) (laughs) Bestiality is not a problem. Oh yeah, just homosexuality. We don't like that. (laughs) Having sex with a giant beast—that's all right. (laughs) Secrets of the sire. Back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc and facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Thank you for all that are watching us in the live stream. Uh, we are, we've got some brand new equipment. We've got some brand new uh, sets, stage, all that fun stuff. So uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast, continue to download our, pen, our podcast. However... Also, watch us on the Facebook stream because it's pretty exciting. We're all really excited. Joined by Mr. Jeff Gomez. Hey. And as always, my co-host, Mr. Hassan Godwin. And we were talking, well, actually, we were talking about a bunch of stuff. And we're going to segue into Last Jedi. But first, uh, Jeff, you were talking about the Academy itself. Oh, you gave away. What do you mean? You gave it away. <laughs> you said about the Academy Award we were going to... Well, I also was showing like a slideshow of Last Jedi um, during the commercial. Wow. Break, so. You, 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 <laughs> you stepped on your own lead. <laughs> no, 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 no. I am now 100%. Remember we had this whole episode about how movie trailers are giving away the yes, entire movie you're, before you're we You're 100% it? cinematic. I'm behind it now. Okay. I'm like, that's it. Okay. I've jumped on board. I got you. Statistics. Um, Strategery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, biennial. <laughs> As a member of the Producers Guild, I, I, I get access to the people who vote and who vote uh, uh, for things like the Academy Awards. And, and um, they're human beings like anybody else. And, and so they'll see Wonder Woman and love Wonder Woman. And then a few months later, see the character in, in this Justice League thing and go, uh you know, <laughs> I'm not going to vote for Wonder Woman anymore. Yeah. It, oh, it wow. Truly, it, it actually impacts their That's... feeling about the character and about the role. They, they, it's a, a, a subtle kind of psychological thing, but this is what they talk about. But the good side of all this is that the, the, the median age, uh, the average age of, of an Academy member is between 45 and 55 years old. Yeah. Mm. So they read... Chris Claremont X-Men. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. they, these people uh, are, are kind of, you know, are, are peers. Well, and so it validates Logan and, and says, you know what? I grew up with this character. I know this character. And this is a great portrayal of this character. I'm going to vote for it. You know, it's funny you mentioned that, too, because I actually was saying with the nominee. So last year and the year before with the Oscar So White campaign, it got um, more diversity within the and not in a in a cheapened sense, right? I mean, it basically woke up the Academy to, we need to be more inclusive, we need to have more diversity, because it seemed like 70-year-old white men were basically voting for the Academy, right? right? And so it's a a positive, and it's good that we got that in there, right? Um, But now, we're also seeing, you know, from a generational standpoint, you know, as those older Academy members who aren't involved, I mean, that was one of the big, you know, sticking points to, hey, if if this guy has, if this person has not been involved in movies in years, their membership should kind of expire and they should bring in younger generation. Well. And we, we kind of see this now 
in a in a in a social media sense. You know, the people that are making all the things that we love grew mm -hmm. up on all the stuff that we love. That's yeah. right. And yeah. they're slowly kind of you know phasing out. So, do you see a time? I mean, Hassan, do you see a time where where you know Best Picture nominees are not necessarily like Tom Hanks in the Post, even though that didn't get nominated? We know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah. But it is more like get and then out. They made a big deal. It of... is more out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can see it now. I can see also. I mean, also this this particular year of Academy Awards is a kind of a backlash. I sense to the last few years mm -hmm. of of the you know the Oscars so white and you know all these other movements. Also the Me Too movement. You know, there's there's a lot of uh, scrambling to to compensate. Maybe there's overcompensation. Um, not necessarily a bad thing, but sure. there's a lot of overcompensation in making sure that as many. Um, as, as many categories are filled with like never before have we seen like never before has a horror movie never before a comic book movie never before so that kind of you know it'll be very interesting to see if it carries over over the next right. few years right yeah three years from now we'll be right you know, we could be right back in the same place and everyone's like well, hopefully oh yeah not no oh, yes <laughs> being that my last name ends with a z <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with the Italians? <laughs> the towel at the end. Hey, the towel at the end. All right. Uh, okay. Hey. Fair enough. <laughs> so let's just run through. Let's do a quick run through before we get in. Because, yeah, we could literally do the entire show on Last Jedi. I, I mean, look, Last Jedi got in to the Academy Awards under the technical category. For the typical stuff that they well, right. they nominate all Star Wars movies for. Do they, do they basically just for, like, score and sound editing? They're just like, we mm -hmm. don't even know what this is. Let's just yeah, vote ben for, like, the Burt, loudest. Ben Burt's like, been nominated a billion times, and he's he's won a couple of times yeah. but I mean like literally for the record the technical categories are usually voted on by people who are within those fields okay so they do uh, so, recognize so that not, and they're like right, hey that's pretty do. good okay yes. <laughs> they have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea. They're well, technically, it was a technically beautiful film. It was. It was. A, yeah. it, the sound was technically wonderful. That lights me. That 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 was a great scene. Uh, which is which is ironic because no sound. Yes. <laughs> but ironically, the, the sequence in, I think, the, uh, the Attack of the Clones, where the, the, they use a seismic charge on Obi-Wan's little ship. That's right. And the sound dropped out just before it went off. Um, ben Burt had to literally almost strangle George Lucas to get him to do that. Wow. He, was, he, just, he just could not. It, it, he, it, he did not understand silence in the movie. Wow. So the whole fact that, like, you know, years later, we see the, the, the main beautiful sequence in this one movie that's very subversive and 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 very controversial is a completely silent scene you wow. know yeah that's, awesome. that's, that's pretty amazing it's, it's 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 the fortune of the universe smiling down everything everything came together at that moment, at that uh, moment. no <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's run down the oscar noms because there's a couple that i highlighted and i thought it was actually pretty cool in the sense that uh, maybe and maybe that's a, a commentary on how far these comic book movies, superhero movies, how this, how this stuff is... You know, in the 80s, if you, did, if you were Batman, you could kiss an Oscar nomination goodbye in another movie, right? That's like, if, right. You were, if you were dressed up as... If you were dressed up in a costume, there is no way an Oscar uh, voter is going to vote you for your serious role. They're not going to take you seriously. And now, Unless it was a period costume. Right, yeah. right. No, right. <laughs> I, right. I, meant, I meant tights yes. of some kind. Now it's like leather and armor and all that fun stuff. But now it kind of seems like everything's kind of moving about, right? Yes. So I, I highlighted Get Out because it's a horror movie and that kind of fits into our pop culture genre here too. But also Jordan Peele is a big superhero fan. Is a big, he's made Absolutely. references before as well too. So, you know, good for him. Shape of the Water. or sh Sorry, Shape of Water. The shape of Water. Yeah, yeah, sorry, right. I messed that one up. Uh, Guillermo del Toro was a fan favorite for many pop culture movies. Hellboy, uh, mm -hmm. pa uh, Pan's Labyrinth could even yeah. fall into that, and uh, Pacific Rim. Yeah, there's a gorgeous film. There's another example of, of uh, taking a, a risk uh, as far as the studio is concerned because it's a very unconventional film. But uh, Guillermo bringing it in for such a small amount of money that it was a no-brainer. Right. And guys, do you know how he did that? No, that's why we have you on. <laughs> uh, Guillermo del Toro was... He acted in, uh, in every role. <laughs> He's Viola Davis. <laughs> He'd have to have some shape-shifting ability. Yeah. Um, uh, he was shooting a TV series called The Strain, Yes, uh, he's That's the producer uh -huh. of that that film. He wrote and, the book, and uh, he co-wrote the, uh, the the book. Well, the strain 
uh, had a number of remarkable standing sets. And The Shape of Water is shot entirely on the standing sets wow. of the strain <laughs> in between its final two seasons. This guy. And, and Abe Sabian <laughs> reprised his role. That's right. In, in That's this, right. With the costume. He brought the costume along. Yes. With his from, yes. from Hellboy. He basically is like, yeah, sculpted yeah, the butt. Yeah. He sculpted the butt just a little bit. Uh, that was, I mean, that's that's a, a definitive uh, comic book movie, and that's you know, yes. or comic book director in that sense. Uh, Christopher Nolan, another one, Don Kirk. Um, yes. I mean, he many argue he should have gotten nominated for uh, Dark Knight, you know, The Dark Knight, yeah. and any of those movies. Yeah. Well, one of them was uh, oh, we're uh, nominated for Best Picture. No, no, uh, I don't think the, it was. The Dark Knight. No, in fact, that was when it was. It, they expanded no, it, it was to like five, ten though, movies. No, see, I thought, I thought his being snubbed. Somebody Google. Ah, uh, where's our Alpha intern? <laughs> alpha intern was Dark Knight, and where's it? Where's our loyal uh, commenters here? Because Greg Matisoff would know this. Brian Abraham would know this. <laughs> Brian Abraham, chime in right I now. I love how you call out the fans. Well, yes, yes. In Starlight Runner, we call that validating and celebrating the participation. Mark Pensavalli, meanwhile, <laughs> chimed in and said, uh, in, in terms of Lo in the Logan comment, that we didn't follow Braveheart and, Gra and Gladiator for years. Take that, Morpheus. Ooh, there you mm. go. <laughs> yeah. Pensavalli scores. <laughs> Mark also wants to know, can you address the shape of water versus the space between us? What's the space between us? What am I thinking of? <laughs> Freaking Mark nailing me on live. <laughs> the space well, between us so is a short film that okay. was made several years ago about a woman who encounters a fish man in a laboratory ah. and falls in love with him. So the shape of water? Well, but not done as well. Um, it's gorgeous. The short oh, film is gorgeous. Okay. So, so um, it Viola is, going, it's is actually going to be a, a little bit of a problem for Guillermo. Uh -oh. um, when stuff like this crops up, whether it's real or not real, it, it's a dent on the uh, best picture uh, um, uh, voting. Well, potential. good. I hope the same thing happens to Counterpart, which ripped <laughs> off my new comic book, which is coming out. It's Holy in previews mackerel. now. It's oh, in previews now. It's called no. The Mainstream. It's with Talon Caldwell and I. We co-created with Darren Sanchez as well, another, Look at another that. former. Sure. And uh, yeah, some, some, some temporal accident, temporal accident uh. that happens 30 years ago, splits reality. Uh, all right. Go pick up The Mainstream. We do it much better. Ours is about cops. Theirs is about J.K. Simmons. There Shameless plug is over. Uh, we're going to move on to... Um, so here's the cool part, right? Uh, Blade Runner, we, we covered Blade Runner on our show. We thought that was a beautiful movie. Uh, Son, that was like your movie of the year, right? Yes, My movie was. of the year was Logan, ironically enough. I thought it, I thought it, it, it broke new grounds, was kind of... Um, was new and different at the same time familiar and, and fun sure. uh, Hassan's was Blade Runner which I can't argue with you know it's not, I'm not sitting there going like oh how, how do I pick something that's terrible how do I pick something sorry how do I pick something that's great over something that's great right you best know I mean? cinematography best visual effects best production design uh, best film editing that's Blade Runner that's 2049 no that's Dark Knight oh Dark Knight yeah oh didn't win best picture right or didn't nominated, get nominated nominated uh, not that I can see. No, because that was the outcry from Dark Knight. Hmm. Not being nominated expanded the field the wow. next year. All day. Which was a big shaft on them because, <laughs> you know, Bane wasn't good enough <laughs> three years later. It wasn't. <laughs> so we've got all these really cool, you know, you, you, you know, it's funny. So we go through this. Blade Runner is nominated in like a bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. And um, well-deserved. And well-deserved, I think it absolutely is. Logan was nominated in a, in a very important character, which category, which was, uh, which was adapted screenplay. Right. Visual effects, though, is just filled with, with stuff. Blade Runner, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, War of the Planet of the Apes, Kong Skull Island, which I watched recently and I thought was phenomenal Ugh. in terms of just an enjoy... <laughs> I, I just, on a Saturday night, when I had nothing else to do, and I'm just like, I don't want to think too hard. Just give me something, yeah. give me something entertaining. I've been in those positions. Like, should I eat a bullet? Or should I watch it? <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the most polarizing of all, and we will get to this next segment, Star Wars The Last Jedi. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. 
This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. The superpower you wish you had? Um, teleportation. Ooh. I always go flight. I'm always like, I want to fly. You teleport. You don't need to fly. Right. You never be late for work. <laughs> That's what you would do. This is why you're the co-host of a, of a, of a middling podcast, because yeah. you don't dream big enough. It'd because I can't teleport. If I could teleport, you think I would be sitting here right now? You'd be on time. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Uh, we're just we're just rolling through this. This is just, I mean, it's so great. I mean, don't get me wrong. We would have figured out stuff to talk about, but it's great to actually have legit don't stuff. Don't tell people that we have about. to figure out what to talk about. I didn't realize you had a whole script with every word you're saying written yes. on, yes. on that uh, computer file. Yeah, meanwhile, meanwhile, you and I I'm have to shocked. wing it. Yeah, just making it up every We got to go cold. Somebody writes for him. Occasionally, I wing it. Oh. <laughs> yes. And we can tell them. Oh, and, <laughs> and then the writer gets mad. That writer is me. It's like, no, stick to the script. Stick to the script. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mark Pensavalli once again chimed in. Seriously, Skull Island? <laughs> exactly. Because that movie was crap. No, but it was a lot of fun. Holy it was crap. amusing. Amusing. Watching it on crap. HBO. Crap. Right. I it's actually, an HBO-er. Me, I saw that in the theater, and I was like, crap. <laughs> See, that was your first mistake. That was your first mistake I looked right over there. a friend of mine. I was like, what's, what's happening? What's, what's going on? <laughs> and meanwhile, he's like, Last Jedi was great. <laughs> <laughs> Why was Samuel L. Jackson so pissed off? I don't know. The whole he film. Like, I know, I know. From the beginning know. to he the end. He literally was losing his mind Before with anger. Before they met the giant ape. The, the monkey was killing the cockroaches. But you know Leave the monkey you know alone. You know what? At least his his motivations were blatant, um, and his blatant. and his blatant like his motivations. motivations were consistent throughout. Right? Uh, yes. Like, like I can, can say, sit there and say when he's a hard ass from the start to the finish, you can no. call him consistent. You, you can you sit can. there and go like, well, I don't necessarily buy that, but at least he's sticking <laughs> with it. So it's not it's not as if you're sitting there questioning at the end of the day like I, I don't like, buy this, but at least it's at least it's consistent, right? Yeah. At as least it's a certain a other through movies. line. Yes. Yeah, as opposed line. to certain other movies where you're sitting there going like, what? No, what? I don't understand what just happened. <laughs> but, why? So but, but I thought that he didn't. So but now, many times. Right. Like, you know, so like, so, you, know mm. you take that, Mark Pantavalli. You take okay. that. <laughs> you take that. Um, all right. So we're going to get to the monkey in the room. Just say the word. <laughs> say the word. Say, say the title of the damn film. Star Wars Last Jedi uh, nominated gosh. for several Oscars, but E-gash. none of the good ones. Of course which not. Is good, but this is consistent. This is not. This is not a backlash. Yeah, that's to, not a surprise. We're gonna. Yeah. We're gonna take. We're gonna take a detour from the Oscar talk. Mm-hmm. I just really. That was more or less a fish hook to talk. Jeff, you wrote a blog article yes. that, you, that you were kind enough to send over to us. It's on the Collective Journey. So go yeah. to. Uh, What's the address for Collective Journey? Is it- It's blog.collectivejourney.com. Uh, uh, but you can just look up Jeff Gomez on Medium. Ah, Medium. perfect. Oh, there, there you go. go. There you go. I'm and, glad uh, we're going to talk about this. <laughs> the piece was called The Self-Disruption of Star Wars. Okay. Mm. So let me preface before we go into the details of it. Sure. Hassan really likes you. He really <laughs> respects you. He thinks you're a great person. Did it just get warmer respects, in here? He respects everything about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And woefully, woefully, woefully disagrees. Uh, All right. I'm going to preface it. Go ahead, Jeff. Give us, give us the, give us the 30 second theme of your, of your blog post. The gist of the post is that, um, uh, it's, it's my job to explain to, to people in Hollywood and people in the entertainment industry 
why fans are responding the way they are and um, and and what strategies uh, can be employed not just to please fans but to make sure that uh, your franchise kind of replenishes itself um, and and lasts for a long time because you've invested hundreds of millions of dollars these things have to keep going um, so in, in the self-disruption of Star Wars um, uh, I, I posit with some inside information, oh, huh? Mr. Godwin. <laughs> I'm sure you um, have the inside information. <laughs> that there was a method to the madness of, of the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, essentially... But we agree it was madness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> essentially, Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, and Kathleen Kennedy, the president of Lucasfilm, um, uh, took the responsibility to, to kind of take Star Wars and, and, and come to understand that if you keep repeating the same exact story over and over again, you're going to have problems. It's going to burn out. In fact, the last set of Star Wars movies received very mixed reviews and didn't do quite as well financially as, as uh, mm -hmm. one had hoped. And, and so Star Wars could easily fade away into nothingness. So what do you have to do, not just to please hardcore fans or even American fans, mm -hmm. you are now have to introduce this uh, uh, franchise to the entire planet in a big way and, and get people to engage with it um, in, in a way almost as if they hadn't seen it before. Sure. And, um, and in order to do that, uh, th there's a concept called self-disruption, mm -hmm. where, where you basically kind of break some of your toys sure. in, in order to, to, you know, kind of um, uh, uh, fix them, in order to, to, to get them to, to grow bigger, to engage larger audiences, to, to bring more women into mm -hmm. uh, Star mm -hmm. Wars, which has been effective. Um, uh, to uh, get international audiences to, to engage more so that they see themselves on the screen. And, um, and uh, this led to a number of creative decisions, I think, in the movie um, that, that some hardcore fans felt were, you know, not satisfying. <laughs> All of that I agree with. And Hassan and I were actually talking about the articles. You sent it over today, and we read it, and, and, I, and, and it was... Spot on. All the points you're hitting. My question, well, Hassan's question is, why couldn't you still make a good movie? I, I don't mean to talk. I don't mean to talk for you, Hassan, but that was essentially your answer. And my question is, why'd you have to do this as a part two? Mm. Well, the, the one of the main things about it is that it, whereas I don't believe your article is incorrect, I believe that the the the, the hysteria behind the the Skywalker. Um, lineage right. being the special lineage. I think that that notion in and of itself is debunked by the prequels, which sure. are maligned. I do agree with you. They are maligned, but it, it's not... I mean, he may have been the chosen one, but there were definitely thousands of others who were have, who had the same capabilities. Um, so it was... It, it, we are but only, they're not saving the universe. Right, but we're... Um, uh, and, and this was about the, the what, what Kathleen Kennedy was looking at was white savior syndrome, um, and mm -hmm. and she decided to snap that oh, off the savior right still in white. the middle of the. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> She's female now, so it's totally okay. <laughs> um, I, I actually believe that Ray is not our sole salvation. That that um, that, wow. that that we're we're switching. I'm glad uh, to, you said that. To a more uh, a collective solution, right? Uh, to the problem. Which which so we now have uh, Poe and we have Finn. And uh, a number of other characters, all whom were rendered completely neutered by this film, <laughs> um, completely ineffective or ineffectual in their in their exploits throughout the film to to bring about any kind of lasting change. And uh, they they were the head of a, a wonderful resistance organization that got <laughs> slaughtered um, to a man almost by the end of the story, where until the white guy. Shows up as a hologram <laughs> and saves everybody. So it's kind of. I, like, I like how you reference he's like, uh, for, what is this, Force Skype? Force <laughs> yes, Skype. Force Skype. <laughs> yes. So it's kind of like, I get what they're trying to do, but it's like they didn't have the guts to follow through well, with what they were trying to do. They're not done. Uh, there's mm. one more picture. Mm. A and um, and the, the thing I do credit the film for is that if you look at, at big saga 
uh, film series, whether it's Twilight or Harry Potter, um, uh, uh, these uh, e even the Marvel movies. Um, uh, this is the 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 first time in my memory. Yeah, this part is fascinating. That that, um, that that the whole story and many of the characters in that story actually stop and go, "What are we doing?" <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, DJ says, "Hey, you know, there's there's uh, you guys don't even understand what's going on. These people are making cash off both your asses." And um, and and Luke and and um, uh, um, Ray, yeah, uh, I do agree with Yoda. They, 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 Yoda is saying it, and even uh, uh, poor Kylo right. is like, "Burn it all down! It sucks. Right. We keep making the same mistake over and over again." But it's strange, um, but, though. But th think about that, guys. Just in terms of mythology, in, in t go back to Gilgamesh and and the Odyssey yeah, and all right. these great narratives. But getting away from the Cambellian. The Cambellian storyline. It is moving away from the Cambellian uh, uh, structure, which I think is really interesting. Which is fascinating, and I want to talk to you about that for hours. <laughs> I'm not After kidding. the show, we have 20 uh, minutes yes, left. Yes, of course. <laughs> However, um, you can't... I, I, I subject to you that you mm -hmm. can't really introduce that in the middle of a in yeah in, in the penultimate episode of so, a series. So here's again... In the middle of a trilogy. Some, some inside baseball. Um... Uh, uh, they're in a hurry. <laughs> Very <laughs> obvious. Film is, is in Very a super obvious. super hurry. Yeah, and and I think um, uh, that 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 works uh, for them in terms of getting to the disruption quickly. Yeah, um, because they didn't waste any time and don't particularly care um, that that hardcore fans are aggravated by by what's right. happening. Um, a JJ will fix it. That's that's their mentality. And you know they have <sighs> there is yeah. a plan. Something that I have a feeling. The next film is going to be phase one. Make a lot of money. Phase two, meh. no, no. Phase three, <laughs> profit. <laughs> phase two is not meh. It's it's self disruptive. Phase one, collect underpants. They're going to, Sorry, to, to break one. themselves a little bit in order to move on. And um, and so they're they're um, they they were they're in a hurry. And and also something that is working a, a little bit against them, I believe, is this insistence that every single year there is a new Star Wars picture. Um, yeah. It is increasing the velocity of of screenwriting, which your problems are all rooted in, in not in yes, the picture, correct. It's in the in the script. Um, and um, and on top of that, you, you're dealing with uh, licensing and merchandising, and and uh, Last Jedi toy sales are down uh, significantly down. from uh, Force Awakens. Well, they're also terrible toys. Well, the designs were not conducive, sure. uh, uh, I think, to to toys. Han Solo will be, uh, uh, from what I've seen, the Han Solo. Uh, I think uh, that ships movie are going to be pretty cool, despite all the issues that it's had, is going to be like a breath of fresh air for the Star Wars franchise. I think that's the best way. And, and the funny thing Fingers is... Crossed. The funny thing is, you, you even said this, right? They were worried that the brand was going to, you know, fade away. There was nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's like, it's like well, it didn't make quite as many billions as it did the first time. <laughs> well, it, the other, the other, there was some some strange aftertaste from the the prequel trilogy that that was hard of to course. shake. But the other problem with it is that they're saying the 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 notion of we have to alter the marketing profile of this so that we can keep it going, but nobody told you to keep it going. The story came to an end. I know. Not only this, but the 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 notion that this is happening over and over. That's another problem with the the Last Jedi, is that the Jedi need to stop because the Jedi have you know the Jedi are constantly battling the Sith, and this is there's constantly destruction. Right. No, the last battle with the Sith was a thousand years before that. So I think if you average. You know, every thousand years you, you have a little you have a little hiccup and a right. whole bunch of people get wiped out. That's actually still good averaging. Uh, so Hassan, if, your your thought process is logical. unique. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When we come back, please keep chiming in on the Facebook feed, but when we come back, uh, X Men Shake Up, we got some uh, Oh yeah. We got some uh, movies getting shifted around in the X universe and we want to get your take, Jeff. Oh. Insider take on the Disney Fox merger. Got it. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, and on this show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Funny story about that. I read it and sold all of those books on eBay, and I got an angry seller that wrote back to me saying, how dare you say this is mint condition? There was stains from breakfast on one of the pages. I had a harsh lesson in what is mint versus not as mint. Is that what you call a funny story? Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire, where Drinking it is said and pathetic that we were laughing at our own drops. <laughs> our own Kool-Aid. We were, we were like drinking it's our Kool-Aid. own Kool-Aid. This is unbelievable We're Kool-Aid. like, that was hilarious. We're so funny. <laughs> we're such a great show. I'm trapped we, in a world I never made. <laughs> we are a great show, and you should all be lucky that you're listening. Yes. No, no, I, I take that back. That was, actually, that was really good. Yes, though. taunt the audience like Disney <laughs> does. <laughs> Melody Washington Hannibal said, that black guy speaks so well. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. He didn't use to. She's that's my, <laughs> it's amazing. That's my crazy sociopathic aunt. The so. ev- evolution of Godwin. Mark Pensavale, who uh, has been has with us to the Pestering end. Pestering us. I love Pestering. It. The intent of The Last Jedi was noble and daring. The execution was very flawed, which Brian Everham responded, oh, there was execution, the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> But Indeed. I mean, your whole argument is—is is yeah, they, they're putting a bullet in something now that and... something. Why? Why was it necessary to murder? I it? agree. There was no reason to. <laughs> they're not murdering. Just it. At, they, they, it, this is. They a, murdered. It'll be looked at as a glitch. Remember, uh, uh, like before you guys were born, there was something called the Empire Strikes Back. No, no, I was born. And what? People, I was like, he I saw was it there opening day. People freaked about that movie. Sure, they did. There was a lot of negativity. The movie was did did only a fraction of what Star Wars did mm-hmm. uh, in terms of its box office. People said oh, Darth Vader's lying, and um, and and had any number of of complaints about that film. Uh, Jedi uh, comes after it, and all is forgiven. That was so. that was back ah. when the uh, message boards were Most. and the internet yeah. were the tin cans. That's right, like between tree houses. Yeah, that's right. So you're like, but the thing is, then there was the prequels. And no one's gotten over that yet. No. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so there's right, an outlier. Not, I, you know, hey, we're going to an outlier gonna, to the argument. We're going to we're going to touch upon that another day because I want to get yes. through my outline here. Let's, let's uh, <laughs> so way to make the show seem spontaneous by telling everybody you're reading very, from the script. So the original idea for the show tonight, having Jeff on, was to talk about the Disney Fox merger. Yeah, which you know, you spent a lot of time telling us about what you planned on doing. Which, which is tra- doing. which is no, but we're doing it right now. Be nice. So we're doing it right now. So nice. I'm not nice. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> cue this. We're gonna cue this up as part of our weekly segment, which is spinning the racks. Spinning the racks. Spinning the racks. Available as a ringtone next week. Not kidding. How do I get out? How of is that? I actually have Outfit. a. I actually have a techno remix for that as well too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna bring that up yeah, as well too. Right, great. This is a great. Well, actually, there's two great articles that segue into this. X Men Shakeup, Deadpool Two, Gambit, the New Mutants get new dates. Talking about the future of the X Men universe, um, 
Fox is shaking up the release schedule of X-Men movies giving Deadpool 2 New Mutants and Gamut new opening dates. Uh, Deadpool will move from June 1st to May 18th. Uh, This move puts the action comedy against Sony's Slenderman, which, whatever, uh, but more importantly, has it opening one week before Solo, a Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, The strategy, you know, says that even second weeks have been very strong for Star Wars movies, so therefore they're... I would think Deadpool 2 would kill Solo. I feel like it would kill it after... I mean, after, I mean, unless it's terrible, right? Does it does it mean that it's terrible, that they're no, moving it up? No, it doesn't, actually. I think that it, it denotes some some degree of confidence. Okay. Um, uh, when you put uh, a film a little bit earlier in the season, um, uh, especially leading into the summer uh, uh, releases, it's it's okay. They, they're... Um, they're happy with it. They're happy with it. All right, so so that's good. That's what we want to know. We want to know that Deadpool two is not going to be horrible, uh, even though the original Deadpool was like really fun. Yes, I didn't think it was as great as everyone like made it out to be. But clearly I, I you liked... didn't, Mike Dolce. <laughs> I did not. Clearly you didn't. I did not. I did not. Um, New Mutants getting moved. What do you think about that? Good. Yeah, these are um, uh, th- this stuff. Ha- it- it's funny because this sort of thing never made the news because nobody cared when. Right. Uh, you well, know, now we're starved the, for news, exactly. like our well. show. <laughs> <laughs> we are starved. We, are, we want this stuff. So they they jockey depending on who's releasing what when and and um, uh, and and in the studios they have these giant electronic boards with every release sure. for the next three years, uh, month by month. And, we do too, and, but uh, you just can't see it. It's uh, in the. It's in the. It's behind it's over, the banner. It's that wall. Yeah. Oh shoot! You can see us on TalkingAlternative.com if you're streaming us on that. That's just a picture of some fish. It's in your computer. In between the crystals, the star crystals. Um, New Mutants, Josh Boone's horror-tinged take on Marvel's Teen Heroes gets pushed back ten months, which was I thought was crazy. But insiders say the reason for the change is the studio avoids overlapping with X-Men movies in other marketplaces overseas. So they would have been in theaters at this exact same time. It stands to reason. Look, New Mutants is, is again, finally, again, in the twilight of Fox, yeah. they are doing interesting things with the franchise and, and uh, 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 subjecting them to subgenres and things like that, the yeah. superhero horror film. Sure. That's interesting. You, you know? I, I, and, actually, it looks really cool. And, and then the studio is going to wink out of existence. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile... <laughs> And I'll flash a picture on screen if you're watching us on Facebook right now. Uh, Gambit sees its release date move to February 2019 to June. Sorry, from February 2019 to June 2019 uh, because it just lost its director. Yeah, that, that's a football that's been kicked down the, the field I have a <laughs> over feeling a decade now. Oh, when picture, we invite Jeff on. That picture is terrible. Uh, you know, there's a reason I put <laughs> that terrible. picture up there. Dude, oh, come on! I did my homework on this. Show. I believe you. I can. worked hard. But you don't got to kick him in the head like that. But, but that's look. Anybody who's listening to us on iTunes, which you should, it's great. Download us. Go to YouTube. Wasting time. Download us as well too. <laughs> uh, there is a picture of of Gambit from one of the cartoon series, and it just looks horrible. But it's there's a reason for it because I feel like that movie is never coming out. And maybe well, we that's already a good had thing. Gambit in uh, X Men, and he was the best part of that movie, hmm. right? Oh. I mean, there was not a lot of good in that movie and he was the best part no i would say leo shriver has a the opening sequence was the best part of that movie yes right yes right right we all agree easily even though it's bad ratings i don't know if i would put gambit anywhere in the best category so (laughs) jeff we're running down with some time so give us give us some insight into the fox uh uh marvel there's fox disney merger i mean what are what what are you what are you hearing? What do you think? What are we expecting in terms of like what's going to actually, you know, come of that? Is is it is it going to be as monumental as we think it is? Well, um for for fanboys it's certainly going to be um uh you know, overall uh what what Disney is doing is it's taking out an an opponent. Um and it it's an opponent that actually wasn't terribly strong. Uh, uh Fox hasn't had many uh, big franchises. There were um uh, you know, um, uh, lots of kind of misfires, particularly in the genre films, and um, uh, and and yet there were tons and tons of assets. Uh, and and let's face it, Rupert Murdoch is retiring, and and 
you know, um, he wants a, a big send off. Sure. And, and owning a giant piece of Disney is a good send off for Rupert Murdoch. Um, with regard to what we love, um, I, I think you're going to see some some really remarkable. I think it dictates an entire phase sure. of, of Marvel superhero uh, uh, movies, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is that going to disrupt what they've already got planned? Or is it just too far out to even? You, you know what? Uh, I, I think they were um, the, the the muscles were really flexing to to take these third and fourth tier characters and lift them and and make them as enjoyable as they were. It's going to be a little easier, I think, to do that with Fantastic Four, sure. X Men, and uh, um, uh, Deadpool. Um, and and yes, Deadpool is going to continue to be released. Yeah, I and, read that. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, R rated. And all that fun stuff. That's cool. Um, uh, a little inside uh, uh, baseball uh, from from little birds. Um, the 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 big win is a Hugh Jackman Wolverine with Spider Man. Why? Uh, Spider Man is the number one superhero merchandise generator. Sure. Any time ever. So, so um, uh, combining those two characters, uh, and, and Hugh is willing to do it, really? uh, will be remarkable. <sighs> Don't do it, Hugh. All right, so this is the thing. We actually so talked about So now he's this. getting an Academy Award for his, uh, potentially getting an Academy Award for his send-off. And he's just going to come back. His, so <laughs> we, he wants to put his kids and, through and college. Look, we did this uh, last week, and we're doing it this week. I think Hugh Jackman needs to, to hang up the claws, and I don't mean it in the sense of his performance. I think this merger is the perfect opportunity to get a new actor in here that's going to be with us for the next 15 years. If you're going to do it, don't do it now. Don't, don't come back now for one movie, and then we have to go like it, Doug Ray Scott yeah. as, as Wolverine or Bob Hoskins, which is what Chris Claremont wanted originally. <laughs> I, like just you you did it you had your send-off right i mean hassan what did you, you wanted you jackman back though you did right yeah Damn it. despite everything you just said <sighs> i just i don't like when they kill off heroes i'm just one of those guys like i like braveheart and i'm like nah. he he will have to evolve into a, another actor at some point or another yeah, um, he, but he, but there are a number of opportunities in the marvel cinematic universe sure. for something like that to happen and he yeah. and q jackman is just cha-ching you know, it's like he knows he can get in on that. You, everybody in the world wants to get in the MCU. Next everybody. week, <laughs> we will full on debate why Hugh Jackman should hang up the clothes. No, we won't. We'll talk about something else next and, week. And <laughs> Newsarama's Chris we'll Arant helps us break down the must-read comic books and comic book movie tie-ins in the comic book world from Newsarama coming on next week. Mr. Jeff Gomez, where can everyone find you? Hey, at Jeff underscore Gomez on Twitter. Starlight Runner Entertainment on Facebook, Jeff Gomez also on on Facebook, and uh, and check out my blog on Medium, uh, 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 Collective Journey. How's that underscore working? Because people have a real problem with. I have the underscore too. People hate that. There are a bunch of uh, Jeff Gomez's out there who are completely <laughs> annoyed with me. <laughs> we love you guys. We will see you next week. Coming up next is the Governor's House on TalkRadio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, and on the show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Talking Alternative.
Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. listening to the Talking Alternative Network 